Wave Award is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. Week 18 was actually really, really fun. Um, you and I did really well on our bets, Eddie Murphy, and we have all of you out there to come here to see championships if they did go into week 18 and brought down some DFS contests and... We have a feeling you had some success. What did you think about week 18, Eddie? Week 18, uh, like you said, I great in picks. Uh, we both did, um, you know, some good player props and, and stuff we, we gave out uh, throughout the course of the week here. My number one takeaway, and this is a fantasy topic, this will uh, matter next next year, whether it deals with the quarterback, the head coach, the rest of the roster around them. But um, I know we want to focus on these playoff teams going forward. Great matchups in the wildcard recon coming up, but the Jacksonville Jaguars losing to a team that just fired their head coach, their great head coach, which we can get into. You have Trevor Lawrence, who was being touted as Andrew Luck 2.0, Peyton Manning 2.0, and I'm not saying that he can never be that. Um, you bring in, you get, well, you get kind of get back a guy in Calvin Ridley, uh, ETN had a fantastic season. And obviously he was great with, with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. You bring in Doug Peterson who, and probably won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles has a statue, um, you know, made after him in Philadelphia, uh, despite firing him shortly after, um, and they lo- they lose a game. It was a bunch of games at the end of the season, but they lose a must win game versus a bad Tennessee Titans team where Mike Rabel coached him up. They won that game. I, if I'm a Jags fan and I'm a Trevor Lawrence believer and I'm a believer in Doug Peterson, I'm feeling pretty bad right now. I think like, yeah, obviously the Carolina Panthers probably have the worst situation going on in football with their quarterback decision. Their ownership seems like a mess right now with Tepper, but a team that was supposed to dominate the AFC South, a team that I in the preseason picked um, to play in the AFC title game versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jacksonville Jaguars to me was my biggest week 18 takeaway of how disappointing this season ended up being for them with a collection of very good players. I didn't mention Evan Ingram had a fantastic season as well. Uh, I know Christian Kirk was banged up at the end, but like, this is bad. This is really, really bad. It is pretty interesting. And that was one of the topics I wanted to bring up too, because I feel like that was the shock of the day and it set off a total domino effect. Mm -hmm. As we all know, Mm -hmm. now the Houston Texans are the AFC South championships. Congratulations. We've been pumping up the Texans all season long. And of course the debate is going to be who is the best quarterback in the AFC South? Is it Trevor Lawrence or is it CJ Stroud? Mm Mm-hmm. This, or is this, it going to be Anthony Richardson? It shouldn't <laughs> even have been a conversation. Like a couple of years ago when he was being touted and being drafted out of uh, out of Clemson, this was not even supposed to be a conversation because he right. was supposed to be in line to be not only the best quarterback in his division, not only the best quarterback in his conference, but potentially the best quarterback in the league, of if not time. one of the best I know. we've ever seen. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying he can't get to that. Uh, but like in the fantasy world, like, are we think were you happy about Trevor Lawrence? You're playing in a 10 or 12 team league. No. You're really excited for Trevor You're Lawrence. Not. I'm not. Um, and I know like tying this into, you know, what just happened this past weekend with the, you do have, it's alarming when you have a collection of, of good players and you just still fail to score enough points to win a game versus again, a very bad, a very disappointing Tennessee Titans team. And I, I just feel like this, that was a win they needed to get. And I'm not sure how far they would have won the playoffs, but getting into the playoffs just changes the morale of the, of the locker room, of the fan base of the front office. Everyone just feels better about it. Even if you go one and done, like some teams may, obviously some teams will this, this uh, upcoming playoffs here, it's just a better, 
feeling. And, and now it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. If you're the Jaguars where you had all this confidence going into the season, you were supposed to be right. a really good team. And now I just kind of lost all confidence in them going yeah. forward. And I, I think it does trickle down. It will affect their, their yeah. fantasy, um, you know, aspects next season. It definitely will. And maybe they'll be valuable. I mean, Calvin Ridley actually overall wasn't that disappointing as mm -hmm. a receiver as far as my expectations for him. But some people were drafting him in the second round. So they were incredibly disappointed. And I think Travis Etienne exceeded expectations by putting together a lot of touchdowns. But Trevor Lawrence, who was ranked as a top 10 quarterback by most, including myself coming into this season, he didn't even sniff it. Mm -hmm. And of course he was injured at the end. And, you know, so much was made about the fact that he's never missed a game because of injury. Maybe he should miss a few more games because of injury. Maybe he should yeah. take the time. Yes. Maybe that's part of the problem, but it is really disappointing because it was like, you know, they, they didn't have a rookie head coach. They had Doug Peterson. They made it to the playoffs last season. So they actually took a step back. Right. After adding, if you will, Calvin Ridley, you're right. They did lose Christian Kirk, which is pretty interesting. Like, it seems that Christian Kirk and Zay Jones were more valuable to that team than we all realized they were. Mm -hmm. That's one positive, and you may be able to get both of those players at a discount next season. But the domino effect it set up, besides allowing the Texans to clinch the division... It also got me really anxious about picking the Bills for Sunday night because I thought they would have to win to be in. I was like sure of that. Mind you, Eddie and I both went 11 and five on our picks this week. So we were dialed in. If you listen to the pod, you saw we had our week 18 scenarios. Clearly, we took those to heart and used them in our picks because it worked in our favor. But the one thing I think we both missed, did you miss the Jags covering as well? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought must win game. Like this is why you, you, the Jaguars got lucky enough and ended up with the first overall pick. And obviously we all remember the jets got the second pick. The Jets were, I believe were like the worst team most of that season. And then at the end of the year, they flipped jets ended up with Zach Wilson, you know, looks like now a total bust and the Jags got out lucky where you, 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 you get the, the generational quarterback. And I use that word because that's how he was touted. Right. But again, now I'm back tying to fantasy and I agree. I think you said like Calvary was fine. ETN, uh, probably ahead of where he was projected. I think the major problem is, is you expected Trevor Lawrence to be that quarterback who makes everyone around him better. And now yep. I'm not sure if that's, that's the case. I think going forward, you're like, this is probably who he is. We've seen enough of him. Now there's enough tape, enough game film of him where he's going to be okay. He's going to be a top, you know, 20 top 17, top 15, potentially quarterback, but I don't think he's in that Peyton Manning class. So nope. yeah, this is not a, you know, uh, a Joe Burrow situation where it's like, Oh yeah, you could draft Boyd and chase and Higgins. And cause everyone around him is good. Now it's with, with Lawrence. It's like, yeah, he's going to have some pretty bad yeah. games and he's going to lose games. He should win to a, a, a team that's now coachless in the Tennessee Titans. And not even just a loss. Like it was a bad loss. It was a, it was a game mm -hmm. where it didn't feel close. Um, so that he was, was a little injured. He but was yeah. injured. And that was a great point yeah. you made too. I wanted to also, uh, you know, uh, thumbs up to that. I believe it was David Carr and NFL network who said mid season, like Jalen hurts is injured. They probably should just, they, yeah. they're winning games, bench him for a game That's put right. Mariota and, and rest him up. The Jaguars didn't do that. He kept playing through those injuries. I know Beathard did come in one game, one game. Um, but I think and they that, won it and they did win. So and then they went back to Trevor Lawrence right. and they didn't clearly so injured. I mean, so, sometimes you're just injured and that's okay. And you have to take the time to heal. Um, and of course, what's interesting is on the other side of this game, the Titans did win the game. Mm -hmm. And and now we get the news that Mike Vrabel has been let go. Like, 
I don't think this is a Mike Vrabel problem. You guys traded away A.G. Brown last year. He's been doing the best he can with what he has, including putting on a masterclass of how to cause a major upset in week 18. And he has a history of doing this, too. He's very, very good at it. He seems to me to be a very, very good coach. I think he will be highly in demand. And another interesting thing out of that game, we were seeing that Derrick Henry can still turn it on if he needs to. Yeah, he's not. Absolutely. He's not done yet. He's going to still be able to give a lot of benefit to some team next year, whether it's the Titans or whether it's the Cowboys. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Whether whether whoever it is. And Ty J. Spears, of course, looks like he's going to be a very good talent for Tennessee if they decide to go in that direction. Sure. Yeah. What are they going to do at quarterback? It's it's a mess. I mean, for King Henry's sake, get him out of there because I agree yeah. with you that he still will give you. He may not give you a full you know uh, schedule of great games, but you're going to have eight, nine, 10 games, maybe of, of prime Derrick Henry still next season, which is good enough in this league right now. And I think if he does go to a, a contending team, they'll be very, very happy, very satisfied with him. And I think right now it's looking like Tennessee will be kind of like a fantasy black hole, like Traylon Burks yes. never really took that step That's that you right. wanted him. Um, I think Spears, while I agree with you, you got to look at game script. If they're going to be down every game, he's not, he's no longer running the ball. Uh, you may, maybe got to hope for some check downs, but Will Levis, very up and down roller coaster mm-hmm. season for him. Um, Tannehill, obviously I don't think his career is going to last much longer in Tennessee. So next yeah. season, um, you know, it all kind of started with getting rid of AJ Brown and you lose your coach now in Vrabel, who I know obviously is a defensive minded coach, but this guy, I squeezed out every ounce of talent and every player. It's a terrible move by them. Um, I know they had this, some weird video they posted where the owner says that like they wanted to trade him, but it was just too much of a hassle. It's like, well, then you th- like you're clearly not equipped for this role. Like you, you have a guy that brought you to uh, the playoffs multiple times, beat very good teams, beat the Patriots like and, and you uh, you you then get rid of him because you had two losing seasons in a row. It's like, well, he brought you to the promised land with Ryan Tannehill and you traded away one of the best receivers in the league for nothing essentially. And I, I just don't understand the thought process and that's yeah. why bad teams stay bad. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I, or maybe it makes your drafts easier next season, but I, unless something drastically happens, it's, it looks like Henry's gone and you could pretty much stay away from the Titans. Meanwhile, the Falcons finally released Arthur Smith after three consecutive seven and 10 seasons. And this season he actually had a shot to make it to the postseason, and he still blew it. And I, we hate to cheer for anyone to lose their job, but those of us in fantasy land are screaming, free Bijan, free Drake London, free Kyle Pitts. So I really hope they go out and get an offensive-minded coach to take advantage. They've been taking these top 10 draft picks, and they've been doing nothing with them, as if to prove a point, which was never proven. So we don't have to look at the stupid mustache anymore. We don't have to look at him whining like a cry <laughs> cry baby when they start layering it on in New Orleans. P.S. Wasn't really right what Jameis Winston did, probably, but it is hilarious. Yeah. And you really should watch the postgame in- interview because it is hysterical. Watch the whole three minutes where the interviewer implies that it was a foolish move for Jameis because they'll have to face the Falcons in the future. He's like, are you? Like, you're serious? Are you smoking something? Uh, Yeah, no. It was a team decision. And two characters that I think are underrated in the NFL still are both Jamal Williams and Jameis Winston. And they should do a reality show starring those two guys. I I have this, like, fantasy, just for my fantasy teams, that Jameis Winston and Eric Bieniemy take over the Falcons. 
He's the quarterback. Can you imagine the fantasy assets? I, I, I mean, think there's a lot on. of really great options for it's the Falcons. For um, Jameis, obviously, and he's a character, and that that was uh, you, you're, you're very right, Jen. Everyone, go go watch that. Um, really, a classic Jameis ending to that game, classic post game. Um, I think with them, obviously, with Jameis, if he goes to the Falcons, they'll be throwing the ball a ton. I think there's some other interesting quarterback options. Obviously, the biggest guy obviously. tied no, to you, him. They're going to get a better quarterback than Justin Jameis. Fields is tied to him. I also yeah. think. You know, this may sound a little bit crazy, but I, I really and a lot of people, I think, are kind of coming on to this. I know the the guys in Lim Pepper Parlay are pretty high in the Falcons as well. Um, if you think they're on the precipice of the plus, which you like you pointed out, they were. They were. Russ. I mean, Russell Wilson, I know oh, yeah. he might be a heftier contract, but he's a veteran guy who can get you into the dance. I think that's what, you know, the, the Falcons really want. And the pieces they have on this team. They're like Drake London. You can make the argument one of the best receivers in his draft class. You can make the argument that Bijan was the best running back prospect probably since Saquon Barkley coming out. You can make the argument that Kyle Pitts was, I mean, was probably the best tight end coming out. I mean, now obviously you're going to have Brock Bowers soon, but he was definitely his class. Maybe since I'm probably forgetting some guys, but I'm trying to like Vernon Davis went super high years ago. Like he, he was legit people like he is so good. He would be drafted as a receiver. I think that they're in a really good spot offensively. And you bring in like, just say a Justin Fields who can get you near the 3000 pass yard mark, get you the thousand yard rushing mark with the two running backs they have, because Algier is no slouch had a thousand yards two seasons ago, have Cordell Patterson, who is a a gadget player could do a bunch of different things. This is a fun team. This is a fun offense. And I think for fantasy people, like you said, we don't want to see people lose their jobs, but for us to, in this, uh, in this biz and people who play and just have fun, this is just the best news because Arthur Smith, for some reason, just really don't go make some other stupid I call like hiring Mike McDaniel or something dumb like that. Well, that's a great, that's a great point. Do not hire a defensive mind of coach. Do you not. want, you have to bring an offensive mind of coach here because you, you need have Ben Johnson. You need Bobby yes. Slovic. You yes. need, that's who you need. Totally. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm Atlanta. And I know that right now, Bill Belichick is the favorite for that job, but I want an offensive minded coach there so much. And I think the fans deserve it. Yeah. You, there's, just, there's just too many a level players you have a guy that i think could be a premier tight end in pits and i think drake london is really is great um and he's he's proven that in the past and he's had some big games and again Bijan in a in a, an era where running backs are devalued Bijan could do it all and uh i i think if you put the right signal caller there because they had a pretty bad combo of heineke and ritter we've seen a lot of good backup quarterback play this year um sometimes third string quarterback play that was pretty good but this team this falcons team did not have that and uh i think getting in the right piece there which is like why oh, i brought up russ and i'm be, i'd be fine Justin Fields, I may be higher on Fields than most. I think the situation in Chicago was pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you get a really smart offensive minded coach uh, with you, Jen, I think this Falcons team next year and a very, very winnable NFC South could really surprise some people and, uh, you know, yes. get to the playoffs. And, and that's and, that's the key. What you said right there, very winnable NFC South. It's not yeah. like there's a lot of competition in that division, no. right? It's wide open. It oh. is wide open. And, I mean, and even Baker looked like the last two weeks, right? Wide open division. It's it's going to be the perfect combo of this team. Not only the team improve and make the playoffs, but again, in in terms of fantasy, it's like you're going to, you, we now will have stud running back, stud receiver, stud tight end, and potentially stud quarterback all from the same offense. I mean, that's just music to my ears. So you mentioned Kyle Pitts uh, being an elite tight end, and it's hard to remember how elite he was considered now that we've had Mr. Laporta and of course, Dalton Kincaid and some other talented uh, tight ends come out this season. Sam Laporta finishing with rookie records, finishing as the tight end one, edging out Travis Kelsey as we predicted he would on this show. You can rewind. We have the receipts, but 
How wise was it for Dan Campbell to play him in the week 18 game? I'm starting to worry that um, Dan Campbell is more um, Mike McCarthy-ish, not in the same way, um, but he might do subtle things to accidentally sabotage his team because of some stubbornness. And obviously those juegos pay off a lot of times, Mm -hmm. but other times they might not. And so the risk reward, you know, Balance, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. So likely without Laporta this week, he said there's some small chance he could play. But listen, listen, here's the bummer. If you were going to roster him for your fantasy postseason, it really stinks because there's no better matchup for tight ends than the ramps. It is the best for tight ends. However, we're going to talk about this later when we build our fantasy postseason roster. Right. Arrow's pointing up for Amon Ra. Like, you got to use him. Okay, like, to me, you don't even look at the running backs with yeah. that matchup with the Rams and the extra attention he's going to get with Jared Goff at home in a dome. You know, that's a lock. And, and we'll talk more about this shortly. Hang on, guys, because we are going to build some postseason rosters. But how wise was that? Like, how do you feel? I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the Lions. I am, too. And um, I, I knew we were going to be building our team. And when that injury happened, I was that's the first thought I had was like Laporta for our team would, would have been a, a home run there. Um, and not only that, but like Jared Goff, and, and I don't want to call him a safety blanket because he's way better than that. But Jared Goff's going to have to throw the ball in this game. I, I, I yeah. see the Rams scoring points over a weaker um, secondary for the Lions. I know they're getting some guys back, but I think they're going to, he has a chip on his shoulder. This is a revenge game, kind of for Goff too, but um, also for Matt Stafford. And I think they're going to score some points. And obviously having your best players in the field is going to help you. As it goes for Dan Campbell, obviously he played in the league you know that he has that intensity. Like, you know that he's a guy that's like, we got to give it 110% every single week. Uh, I, I am not shocked in the least that he wanted to play his guys. And I'm also not shocked that he kind of abides by the philosophy of like, if you, I, I could definitely see him as a guy that's like, if we bench those guys and then they took the week off, they're not in playoff mode rhythm. mindset yeah. and they're out of rhythm. Exactly. They're out of their sink. So I see why he wanted to play him. Obviously it was unfortunate. I know, you know, AJ Brown got banged up too in a different game. So some teams that didn't necessarily have to play their guys play them. They get hurt. That's just, you know, luckily if they do somehow, you know, win this game, um, if he could come back in the, the following playoff weeks, that'd, that'd be fine there. But I think for this, this is a tough matchup for the Lions. And I think that obviously you want to have your guys and Laporte not only was great for rookie tight ends, he was great for just for tight ends simply. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a, it's a bad one. He probably he won't admit this ever Dan Campbell, but I'm pretty sure he regrets playing him. Yeah, he should regret playing him, in my opinion. I don't think he or, or just playing for part of it. Let him get the record, pull him. You know, I understand him wanting the same with Puka. You wanted them to get those records. Fine. That's enough. Um, for DFS purposes, for those of you at home, this game has the highest total of the week, and they are the two worst secondaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's there should be, and there it's 51 and a half last I checked. There should be a lot of passing in this game. Um, obviously, both have elite weapons. You got Amon Ra, you got Puka, you got Cooper Cup. You know, even Josh Reynolds has been good. You got Jamison Williams who could break off a big run. And the Rams secondary has been weak. The Lions secondary has been weak. There's just a lot of potential. And of course, the backstory, the revenge game. You know, they're both obviously very accustomed to playing in Detroit. They'll be playing in a dome. You don't have to worry about weather. So I'm sort of thinking when we get to building our rosters, we'll talk more about this, about fading the running backs in this game through this first round. Even though they are some of the best running backs, I don't think that's 
where the most, of course, running backs can always score a touchdown or whatever, but I think I want to focus more on the receivers, but we have two lineups to build so we can build them different ways. Right. So, um, and they will be built with different strategies. All right. Um, continuing just a little more talk about playoffs before we get to, there's a couple other things I wanted to mention. Number one, okay. We talked about the storyline between the lions and the Rams, but can we go to the storylines there should be for Cleveland and Houston? Because I look at this and I'm like, this is ripe. First of all, you've got potentially the rookie of the year versus potentially, in my opinion, should be the comeback player of the year. Okay, so you got like the oldest guy at quarterback and like the youngest kid, most experienced kid at quarterback. That in itself is interesting. Number two, the the coach of the year has to come from this game. One of these two coaches must win. And D'Amico Ryan's odds shot up after that win, which was really impressive versus the Colts. Colts also looked really good. Jonathan Taylor. God, are you excited to draft him now, now that he looks healthy next season? Yeah. Uh, He's a first rounder. The other, of course, storyline is Houston's trading Deshaun Watson for that bloated contract to Cleveland. So there's feelings from both sides for the fans about how that went. This is just right. And both teams, I wish could win. I really, really do. I I hate that that there has to be a loser because this is like the good storyline of the NFL to me. I know. I was just going to say that. I don't I didn't want. I hate that these two teams have to match up. I wish they were playing separate games so they could both advance. Yes. Um, Obviously, the, the Texans like starting from the the Lovey Smith, like winning that game yep. and going, wow, he's blowing it. They're not going to get Bryce Young. And now it's like a, a Carolina, like I said before, is is a total mess right now. And Houston, a team that, you know, had Deshaun Watson through his prime, was great, was making the playoffs, you know, J.J. Wide, great team. They kind of took a dip and now you're right back into it. Now you have one of the, the guys who should be a premier quarterback in this league, a ton of great weapons on the offense. And then you have D'Amico Ryan's head coach, who obviously was part of that, you know, that great unit uh, with the 49ers. They kind of just continued, you know, they just would promote guys like Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryan, doesn't matter who's there. And then he, you know, turns his Texans team around from the number two pick to a uh, winning a basically a playoff game versus the Colts and making the playoffs. Um, and now in you're one playing season. It's in insane. One it's insane. Season. And, and of course, who can forget the whole S2 test? I mean, Bryce Young scoring a 98 and CJ Stroud scoring 18 percent. Mm-hmm. And this kid is just the definition of you tell me I can't and I will. Yeah. And then you got Joe Flacco, who's like retired, like four kids, five kids. I don't know how many kids they had. They're all cute, though. Mm-hmm. They're all cute. <laughs> and and he's just rolling off his couch. If you really always got to have someone that rolls off the couch and just coming back and showing the kids how it's done and being a leader and literally taking naps at halftime. I mean, he literally looks like he can't stay up past eight o'clock. <laughs> It's it's insane. I mean, that team and then obviously I think, you know, in terms of adversity and just, um, you know, low morale, uh, I'm not not that the Texans didn't have it, but it's just a natural progression teams, you know, stink. They pick high in the draft. They, they figure it out. The Browns gave out, you know, the first ever fully guaranteed contract, a massive $230 million mm-hmm. contract to a guy who, you know, obviously has his fair share of uh, off-field issues and not well-liked around the league. And then he played terribly. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. lose Nick Chubb. And then you use a backup quarterback. And then you go, I want to try this other backup quarterback. And then you're like, well, I need to try a fourth quarterback. And you bring in Joe Flacco, who was a Jet, and, you know, a bunch of other teams. And, you know, you bring them in. You don't know what to expect. Uh, and then for this guy, not, like, obviously what's so funny about it is he wins the Super Bowl 
with the Ravens in the division of the Browns. So these Browns fans were hating Joe Flacco for years and years and years. And now he's helping their team get to the playoffs. When you thought all hope was lost with how bad Deshaun Watson has, has played and you lose your, your pro bowl running back and Nick Chubb, but then you have this defense has been so good and you have record breaking games from Amari Cooper. And he kind of like sparked this team. Um, and I think good for the fans. I, I know a ton of Browns fans and I feel for them because it's not up to the Browns fans to decide roster decisions for this team. Like the front office wanted to bring in Deshaun Watson, clearly a huge mistake. And they still found a way to, to, to persevere in this year of backup quarterback. So I, I yeah, again, I, I wish no, no, these two teams don't lose. Uh, I'm still kind of undecided who, which side I'm leaning on here, but either way, fantastic story. Um, I, and it's just, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun watch. It's going to be a, a bittersweet end to that game. I originally thought, you know, the Browns got to be the Browns just because there's more passing yeah. options. There's more experience, everything. I mean, like there's not many cat pass catchers left for Houston, right? But then there's just something about the energy and them being at home and how fortunate they've been. And maybe like Joe Flacco's finally going to like be a little bit more normal. And maybe this is a moment for CJ Stroud. Cause again, he seems to just really do even better, the more adversity, the harder it's supposed to be, the better he seems to do. So it is, it's a really tough one to pick. And especially for your fantasy postseason teams, cause I, I end up, I've been building some rosters and I kind of end up avoiding a lot of these players. Cause I just don't know who, and if it's a, if it's like a multiplier, I'm worried. And, but it's interesting because David Njoku is really probably the top tight end in the postseason. Isaiah likely might be close, yeah. but he gets one less game to play depending on your format. Right. Mm-hmm. Or potentially Najoko could go all the way and play all the games or he could get eliminated right away. I don't know. Travis Kelsey, you know, the guild is off the lily. I haven't, I think I've used him in like one lineup, but we'll, again, we'll talk more about this shortly. I wanted to ask you one more question before we start building uh, rosters though. Mm-hmm. Who are you concerned about in the playoffs? Like who did you see in week 18? You're like, uh, doesn't look good. They're lucky they got in. Like who like who's going up and who's going down in your mind? I think the easy answer is is probably the Eagles. Um, I think that's everyone's kind of favorite pick to say. Um, that being said, though, like uh it, fantastic season for Baker Mayfield. Great job. Uh yep. you know, down in Tampa. Uh Mike Evans are a thousand yard seat. I mean death taxes, Mike Evans thousand yards. Uh we all know that. I just feel like they kind of had an easier sort of uh you know matchup now in this in the in the playoffs here. But there's really nothing to be inspired about with how these Eagles are playing. Like I mentioned before, Jalen Hurts probably still dealing with an injury, if not multiple injuries. AJ Brown you know, now injured. Their defense has not been good all season long. Changing coordinators midseason, never good. You have like, you know, head of security fighting with 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 players. Like there's just been so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, there seems to be a locker room on. problem. And um, this is a team that I I did believe in. And I thought that they would get back to the Super Bowl, but win, but win it this time. And I really uh, was a true believer in Jalen Hurts. I just think like his attitude is, is just phenomenal um, going forward. So I, I think. That's probably the easy answer. Now, if you want to give me, I'll, I'll give you another answer. I mean, I'm definitely skeptical about the Lions, but that's too much of a toss up. And if it wasn't for this insane cold weather um, happening yeah. in Kansas City, I would say I, I could definitely see the Dolphins winning in a shootout. But I think the me one too. that even if the, but I'll say this, though, but the Eagles, why is my pick? If they win this game and, the, and I think they should, um, they're not going to advance past that. So it's it's going to be a one and done for the Eagles. And I think what you consider 
you know, a pretty disappointing year despite their record. Um, and despite making the Super Bowl, making the playoffs again, it's going to be a disappointing year because you you want this team to be right at the cusp every year with with the roster you have right now. Because guess what? You know, you lose this game and then it's, you know, offensive lines a lot older, you know, coaching issues. It, it, your, things change year to year in the NFL. It's a hard league to stay good for this long. And, um, you know, the, the Cowboys aren't going to go anywhere. So uh, I just think, yeah, I mean, this this Eagles team, I could see really struggling. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I am still a little bit concerned about the Chiefs, but once I saw the weather report, I felt better about the Chiefs because of their experience, and that's just such a huge advantage for them. Yeah. I also feel better about the Bills once I saw the weather report for them. Um, not that I thought the Steelers would eliminate them, but I don't feel 100% confident in the Bills either. Like, I think it was great that they had that, you know, return by Hardy for a touchdown. And if that hadn't happened, I don't think they would have won. They needed that spark. They needed something to turn the energy of that game. And there's still a lot of mistakes being made. And I think there's weird stuff going on in their locker room too. I mean, when your coach is comparing yeah. your uh, offensive effort to 9-11 hijackers, it's weird. Okay. That's not good energy to bring on the team. And I think there's weirdness there much like there is in Philadelphia, though. I like the bills and it's hard, again, when you're building these rosters, not to use Josh Allen because you can see him playing a lot of games and the floor he gives you. I mean, he mm -hmm. leads the league with 44 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. We talk about Dak leads it with passing touchdowns, 36, obviously. But actually, the touchdown leader overall is Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. He provides you that solid floor and he was the number one fantasy quarterback, DFS quarterback, and it's hard not to put him in your lineups. But I do. I have some concern about the Bills. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously me doing the show with Dave, uh, the world's biggest Steelers fan and and just talking about that, I think the the matchup and, and he did agree, he did agree that like the Chiefs, if it played out that way, the Chiefs would have been probably the better matchup yes, for the Steelers. I think definitely. the Bills are a tougher matchup. Um, that's and why Steelers can play in the cold. It's not like I'm not. Of course. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not that's, that's no issue them whatsoever. Um, I just they can I, run the ball a lot. In they Buffalo, can run the ball. And by the way. And Najee I, and Jalen this weekend. Yeah. And I could just, I could have seen a game where Mahomes has a typical, uh, I guess a 2023 Mahomes uh, sort of game where he's not really blown the doors off, not really impressing you. Whereas Josh Allen in a weird way, like Josh Allen makes mistakes and still finds a way to win games. Like he mm -hmm. is, it's a weird uh, quality he True. has. Um, and you know, like you mentioned like his uh, insane amount of touchdowns, like, yeah, when you have a humongous guy flying at your safeties and linebackers, like lur like lurching forward, getting the first downs, like he just finds a way. And even if, you know, although Stefan did, that have a solid game last week like he hasn't been the focal point they've kind of changed their identity with joe brady now as as oc um i i do think it's a tough matchup i think the steelers will cover i think they'll be in the game so to speak but i, I definitely do see the bills winning there and they're a team that if they do get hot um i i do see them being in they're the team in the afc that i think could challenge the ravens whereas i do think your cowboys on the nfc side would be the team that could uh that would challenge the the niners there so those are like my kind of top four so to speak know. I'm real nervous about the Cowboys. I don't want to talk about it. I'm glad that Stefan Gilmore dodged that bullet, but um, I think Green Bay is a tough matchup actually, because I think they're sneaky and the fact that they're favored by seven and a half scares mm -hmm. me a lot. I would take, and the I'm points, afraid but, they're yeah. going to see that too. And I don't want the Cowboys to see that. I want the Cowboys to see they're only favored by two and a half at home. So they look like underdogs. So they fight more and the Cowboys have a real problem. If they don't get out to a lead first, they're in trouble. So they better get out to a lead fast. That's my advice for you from Coach Jen. <laughs> you guys are listening. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. 
You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full the word Omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to $1,250 if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona Colorado Illinois Indiana Iowa Kansas Louisiana Massachusetts Maryland Michigan New Jersey New York Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia and Wyoming New Year'sers and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bonus bet $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117 Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia If you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, it's time to build some playoff lineups. Now, if you've never played postseason fantasy, you, you got to do it. It is so much fun and there are endless ways to play. We're going to demonstrate two different ways to play today on this episode, but there are other ways to play as well. Um, one of which, which we aren't going to demonstrate is a popular way is a uh, one and done league. And I'll just quickly explain how that works in case you decide to join one of those. There are a lot of those running. You can probably find them at my fantasy league. Uh, you can set one up underdog, all these places have them. But a one and done league involves none of these involve a draft, which is kind of fun. You don't have to sit down with everybody. You can just pick your lineup. A one and done league means you can play each player only once in the postseason. So, for instance, if you choose this weekend to play Dak and CD Lamb, that's fine. 
but you can't play them anymore if they advance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So some strategy is to try to get some players in your lineup that you think are going to be eliminated. However, you also have to bear in mind that if there's an upset, you don't want to leave a lot of points on the board with the stud players. So you don't necessarily want to wait too long to start a C.D. Lamb or a Tyreek Hill. If you think Tyreek Hill is going to get eliminated, maybe you want to go ahead and just take the chance and take the points up front. So at the end, you go all the way through the Super Bowl and then the person with the most points wins. Easy. Okay, now we have set up a best ball style league amongst the podcast, the Extra Points Network. And I always get nervous when we talk about our resume, Eddie, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of hard to, you know, it's just, it's every year. It takes a lot of skill, but it also takes some luck. But in the past two seasons, since we've been together, this is our third season on the podcast together. We have won a fantasy postseason league. And the first season we won a big league at NFC, which we're going to build that roster shortly. We paid a $50 entry fee. We finished third. We made a $5,500 prize. That was fun. It was incredible. And the best thing about it is like, we didn't even do this off air and private or text. It was just like, we did it in front of the viewers and listeners. So like everyone else that listened in or did it, you could have been, you know, in the the same kind of boat there. So again, like the fantasy season does not end. We say this every single year does not end when the week 18 is here. This is a lot of fun. You could still do it, especially if you, you know, get your same league together. Like we have, we're lucky to have the, uh, the entire extra points network. It's a lot of fun to go against everyone, but these are, these are just as fun as your regular season Mm -hmm. uh, fantasy leagues. So then last season, we didn't do as well in the NFC. Uh, so we did not make our big money profit, um, but we did win the extra points league, which mm-hmm. was amongst our, you know, podcasts on the network. And of course, that's probably where the real pressure is, because like NFC, you're playing with strangers or thousands yeah. of people playing. Who cares? Nobody knows your franchise 12 or whatever. Who knows who waiver wire it is? Well, actually, everyone should know who waiver wire it is. But right. uh, amongst the podcast network, it was like, man, this is a lot of stress because if we don't win as the fantasy podcast, like, you know, we're going to look pretty bad here. But yep. we did, thankfully. Yep. Yep. Um, but now the onus is on us to continue to win and retain our title. So this is how it works. It is basically a best ball lineup. And, and, you know, every year when we do this, I realize that all the other podcasts are totally listening to us and like fading us or following us and they mm-hmm. get an advantage, but that's okay. Cause it's fine. That's how it works. Yeah. You're an expert. If you publish yeah. your DFS picks, people are going to know what you're doing. Um, so we'll take the handicap, um, 14 players. And once they're out, they're out and only one player from each team. Right. That's it. Simple. No more building lineups. We said it one time. They lock before the games on Saturday. That's it. All we do back after that is just sit back and hopefully relax, but maybe sweat. So let's build it. Um, I want to know if there are any strong must haves for you on this roster. We can start with that. You know, I, I was trying to like translate from the regular season fantasy to like the postseason. So you try to think like, well, who are the top players? And the first person that comes to mind and, and especially, and that's the other caveat to it, as, as you did explain, you want to pick players on teams that last the longest. So like, yes. obviously that the, the number one seeds, they're not playing the wild card round, but if you assume they're going to win that game, you're going to get, you know, uh, a few games out of them. So who was the everyone's fantasy MVP? It's Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. And so in my head, I'm like, well then do we, 
because you're right. Because I know that I know that you know, Covered and Glory Brett is going to be listening, and I know the Lemon Pepper Poly guys are already devising their plan. Like, do we take CMC or do we pivot and we go someone else? Do we go Debo? Do we Diva. go Purdy? Yeah, Kittle, like whatever. So like that. That was been the one thing I've been toying with. Um, then like the other one, C two, Lamar Jackson, obviously seems like he could be a, a a strong candidate just because they should have a fair number of games. But like you mentioned, Isaiah Likely could be one of the stronger tight end picks there. So I was yeah. looking at the one seeds first, um, and then looking at you know the the, I mean. The hard thing is really first deciding who's going to win or lose the games. I will say uh, the yes. the Cowboys, maybe this is a hot take because of how good of a season Dak has had, but I really love CeeDee Lamb. So I think that we have to start CeeDee Lamb because yes. I, I started thinking about Cowboys because the other thing we can think about is by team, we only get one. And some teams, like it's obvious, well, it's got to be this person. Some sure. teams it's not. So when I was thinking about the Cowboys, I was thinking, I think it has to be CeeDee Lamb. Even if everybody else starts CeeDee Lamb, I feel like we have to have CeeDee Lamb to keep pace. Yes. Obviously, the pivot would be there's only two other players I would consider from Dallas. And here's who they are in case you want to consider them also for our other league because mm-hmm. it's got more contestants. Dak, obviously, because yep. if the Cowboys advance, he, he does put up points. And hang with me here, Brandon Aubrey. I know it seems like a waste, but at the same time, it might be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's does not miss a uh, Notre Dame soccer player. That's a, and that's a good thing. And, he, point can, out too. and he, he kicks from over 50 all the time. Great leg. Um, and that, yeah, they'll, they definitely, and they'll have a home game, uh, if not more. And depending on how it no, shakes I'm... out, the, uh, another, the thing you just to point out too for listeners, kicker and D is involved in this. This is not, you don't void that just offense. It is everything. So, uh, that's actually a great call. I just feel like if the Cowboys win and go on a run, it's just, I, I, I just don't see. It has to involve CeeDee Lamb. I just don't see games where he's going to have less than like seven catches, 75 yards, you know, potentially like like his bare minimum, his floor. Um, and I, I think that a lot of people in our league may go the Dak route um, because I looking at the quarterbacks, it's it, some people may not feel super confident in the play of the other quarterbacks. And like, you know, we saw, you know, Purdy finally have some rough games. And, uh, you know, if you don't believe in, you know, Josh Allen throwing his interceptions, I, I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of, a lot more teams pick Dak because of, of how good of a season he had this year. So another reason why I do like CeeDee Lamb. So we're going to lock in CeeDee Lamb. Now Fine let's move me. to quarterback real quick. Okay. I kind of feel like the debate at quarterback is between Lamar, who we think will make it to the Super Bowl. Right. And Josh Allen. Um, But they're on um, the same side of the draw. But here's my positives and negatives for both. Okay, so here's my positives for both. Obviously, Josh Allen is definitely going to have, you know, they might both have one game, right? We don't know. mm -hmm. But it's possible Josh Allen could have one more game. And even if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, he'll still have the same amount of games as Lamar, right? And Josh Allen has been the top scoring fantasy quarterback all season. Okay, so there's that. Number two thing is, I don't know that there's anybody else from the Buffalo Bills team that I want other than maybe the defense. I, I'm with you on that. Diggs has been way too, like, like since the midseason, not been strong. The James Cook had a few games, but they haven't really used them mm-hmm. that much as of late. The two tight ends things kind of canceled them. Uh, Kincaid and Knox out. Um, Gabe Davis don't even want to think about. It. He's hurt anyway. Uh, I'm with you on Josh Allen. I, I thought the, the the three quarterbacks I had in mind, if it wasn't, if we weren't going to go with the uh, CD Lamb route, I was thinking Dak. And then obviously was thinking about Lamar and thinking about Now we do get Josh two Allen. quarterbacks. We uh, do get to pick two. Right. But we probably don't want to pick from the same side of the draw. However, we, we still could. 
My like if we, if we think they both get to the AFC Championship game, we could. Right, and then you have the same. Yeah, my thing with kind of the same mindset I had with CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if you agree. Is like the Bills win because of Josh Allen, whereas I could see the Ravens winning not like with Lamar having a a, a pedestrian game. Yeah, because the defense is that good enough running game. And I wonder if we might want, now we can talk about this because there's also David Njoku that I think is in the conversation, but I wonder if we might want Isaiah likely as our tight end. Yeah. Cause especially, yeah. I mean, especially if we lose Njoku in the first round, if the Texans win that game, which is very possible, mm-hmm. then you have, you have an advantage at tight end. Kelsey is somebody who I think maybe picked, but not a guy that I want on my team. Don't really trust I him as of feel late. Like from the um, chiefs that I might be leaning Pacheco. I think so too because of the weather. I was thinking Rasheed Rice. That's what I was the, thinking. The weather is just so. The weather actually plays a factor, and Let's he's put been Pacheco in for now. This will help us build. So because we both had that initial thought. Yep. So I like to trust our instincts. Usually, when we both have an instinct, it's usually right. Mm-hmm. Is what I've learned from a couple seasons of doing this. Now. So Pacheco and Lamb we have locked right now. Is there any other must-have player for you? Like, do do you? Oh, I know. Here's my other must-have player. It's a Monra. I think with the Laporta injury, that makes because a lot of, of sense. The, the running backs vulture each other, and it's hard. I, it's yeah, just a point it's too hard to pick, pick one. Um, and he's been great all year long. Which, in a weird way, I feel like people that I talk about on Monra St. Brown throughout yep. the entire fantasy year, but he's been, I mean, more than solid. Uh, I, I like that a lot, and I, I do think that we have to pass the ball uh, quite a bit. And because of that, I am leaning towards for my Ram it being either. Matt Stafford, if we believe they can go far on the NFC side as our quarterback or Puka as our wide receiver, even though I love Kyron, it's a bad matchup in the first round. And if they get eliminated, I I don't want to lose on those points. And I think we're going to get points from Stafford or Puka. I, I do. I can see the Rams winning this game. I do think the Rams are going to win this game. Um, I mean, Stafford's numbers are really good. I, in my head, I had it down to Kyron or Puka. So I guess I'm, I'm okay with the Puka pick, um, because he's had a, I mean, record breaking season. So I'm, I'm fine with that. My only question is that with the running backs, I guess we took Pacheco that helps out there big time. Um, yeah, I mean, well, and that's the thing. Too. Well, then the, the running back thing, what about with like the Steelers? Are we thinking running back? Or else defense or kicker. What about Brown's defense? If they completely shut down Stroud, I mean, they are the best. They might be able to. I think yeah. Brown's, we could also consider Najoku. Okay. Yeah, we do need more tight ends. Um, we don't. Yeah, we hmm. need two tight ends. Yeah, and Joku has been. Uh, He's been. Flacco's loved him. So that, that's, that's yeah. I mean, he was the only name I wrote down on the, on the Maybe Browns. Maybe we should put Najoku and pencil him in now. I'm fine with that. Let's do that. Are we both. So like sold the Bucks will be one and done. Pretty sold. And so I'm kind of leaning towards Evans on there, but we could also do like a kicker. Yeah. Okay. I've got Najoko in a tight end. So we still have two quarterbacks available, two running backs, a wide receiver, a tight end, two flexes, a kicker and a defense. Okay. So um, here's what I would say, and we can change this at the last minute. Another, I think now it would involve sacrificing Tyree kill, which maybe we don't want to do. But if we want to be contrarian with the way the weather is in Kansas City, Mostert, if he's healthy, might be really big. And so could Achan. 
I was thinking running back. I mean, Tua is has not. I don't believe Tua has won a game under forty degrees. I think Hill looks injured like and way more than he's letting on. I I just I feel like with it's going to be you know the conditions that bad. Tua is not. I mean, look, Tua grew up playing in Hawaii, then plays in Southern Florida, and then Alabama. In between that, weather's normally pretty good. He does not win pro games under forty degrees. I I, I think. And the Chiefs defense isn't you no know, slouch like they used to be. And I, I, I could obviously their game plan is to slow down Tyree Kill. I think if they're going to be in this game, it's going to be ball control, run it. Uh, I'm fine with one of the running backs. I as much as I love Tyree Kill and I've had him on, on my team uh, this year, and I just this game, I just don't see this being a Tyree Kill game. Hey, you want mustard or H N? We can always switch this out whenever uh, we get. Uh, I, I would just, yeah, that is just the injury report. It, whatever one seems to be the most, uh, the healthiest. If Mostert is H-Han healthy and playing, now. yeah. I, it, I, I agree. Put, I think yeah. we put in H because we know he's healthy. And yeah. I think one of us at the last minute should swap it out if Mostert plays. Mm-hmm. Just because he's a goal line monster. Right. That's okay. fine with that. That's, okay, uh, yeah. And now, obviously, if this game was 70 degrees, probably taking Tyreek Hill, but that's not the case. That leaves us with one running back slot. And it's awfully hard to pass up the best running back in the league right now for that spot, isn't it? Or we can, and we can go a completely different way and go with like Najee and get a lot of points this weekend and then say, and then we'll just be out of running back. No big deal. We're going to, everybody's going to lose players. Yeah. I wonder maybe, I mean, maybe this, this simple answer is take the the best player and then maybe other teams are overthinking and they don't take CMC to get the advantage. But to me, it's just, it's just hard to see like, yes, like Debo should get his fair share of points and I Kittle, whatever, even Brock Purdy. But I just feel like McCaffrey is still the offense and he's going to get points through the air, through the ground. He's going to score. Um, he would, if he didn't get replaced in the game uh, last week or two weeks ago, he would have had, you know, Elijah Mitchell's touchdowns there instead. He would have had even more touchdowns this season. It's hard to not pick a guy who had a, what I think should have been an MVP caliber season. So I'm fine with Christian McCaffrey. I just brought up that whole conundrum in case you wanted to pivot. Absolutely. But, be yeah. contrarian, which we're going to consider for the NFC lineups, of course. Although right. in the NFC lineups, we get to make replacements for right. multipliers. So I don't think we're going to start any number one seeds this week. Right. I don't think it really does us a lot of good. We'll just hope that certain, we'll, we'll plug in players we think that are going to get eliminated in spots where we want to put the number one seed people next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, so now our running backs are settled. We don't have to roster any more running backs if we don't want to. We mm-hmm. can because we have flex spots. But we still have two quarterbacks, a wide receiver, a tight end, two flex spots, a kicker, and a defense. So any more leaning towards um, quarterback? Do you want to take one NFC and one AFC, or do you want to take two AFC? I don't think we're considering two NFC at any point here. So then our options, if we're, if we're slotting, what, uh, let's just in theory, if we slotted Puka over Stafford, our options would be down to Stroud who may lose. I'm not going to go Baker, but it's an option. Jalen hurts, um, Mason Rudolph, but I doubt that's going to happen. Jordan love again, if you expect them to win, but you're going to burn them after a game. And then obviously Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think and Josh Allen and then Josh Allen, I didn't front dimension. Yeah. So I, I mean, personally, I think Allen is the play because of I think the, Allen's a definite for because one the of bills, them. the bills are missing guys that I feel safe about picking um, in the spot there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lamar, who's going to win MVP. It, it would, I feel like he'll be a, a, a very popular pick, but then, like you said, we have two in the same side. 
But then in the NFC, it's like we have to either if we're going to go McCaffrey, you lose Purdy. And then do you think that Jalen Hurts has some magic in him that he could play hero ball and, you know, lift them to victory? I do think they'll beat the Bucks. I do too. It, do we have faith beyond that one game? Right. Um, I, you know, that's just that's a pretty think. solid floor for if he does play. That's the good news, as opposed to some of these other quarterbacks that I'm not sure you can count on a solid floor from. Like, I don't think you get a solid floor from Baker Mayfield, you know? Right. Now, the other option is we could just go Jared Goff. And forget Amon Ross St. Brown, but I really think Amon Ross the way to go. No, I I definitely like I definitely like Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown in that okay. spot. Um, so we either double up on the AFC and do Lamar. We take a long shot and just go Stroud here, which feels pretty risky. I don't think we can. I don't feel good enough about Joe Flacco. I no. mean, no, I'd rather use Njoku. We got Njoku anyway. Um, so I think it's probably either Hurts or Lamar is what we're down to. Yeah. And then we would have, I'm trying to look at the, uh, how would the bracket, so if the Eagles beat the Bucks, then they would have to play, who would they get the next round? I'm just doing the uh-huh. math quick. If they're the five seed, and then they would, if the 49ers just play the lowest seed, right? So then the lowest seed, in theory, it could be, if the Cowboys win and the, and the Lions win, in theory, it could be the Eagles. Um but if we have the Rams winning, so then it would be it would be Cowboys Eagles in round two, the two versus the five. If if they move, I'm just trying to think of like how we project the Eagles to play. Um, whereas you know, I still think like I'm okay with going to AFC because, like you said, if they do, they're the one and two seed, so their first potential matchup would only be in the um, in the Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl, sorry, the AFC title game, and at that point. Um, even if we lost one quarterback, we would still have one in the Super Bowl. And then depending on, you know, whoever else we have on the the right side of the bracket. So I'm not like, is it better to just take Lamar, expect them to win and take Josh Allen, expect them to win their games. Or as you know, if we lose Jalen or try Hurts to win roll the two. dice and get all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. even if we get all the way to the Super Bowl, I'm not sure Brock Purdy is a better choice over Christian McCaffrey, as you right. said, as far as getting us more points. And then the next most favorite, technically, according to, SI Sportsbook is Dallas in theory, mm-hmm. which I still don't necessarily think that Dak is going to give us any more advantages than CD Lamb. So maybe we don't need to worry about having a court an NFC quarterback. Yeah, maybe I'm we- I'm fine with that. I mean, I like I like I said, my three were Lamar, Josh Allen, and and Dak anyway. But so the, the one player way. I wanted was Lamb because Lamb's been unconscious lately. It's down between Lamar and Hertz for a quarterback who on their team might we rather have like would we rather use likely or flowers likely potentially i would say likely is number two but i'm not in love with it and then for the eagles rather than jalen hurts would we rather use deandre swift aj brown's been kind of a bust and he's hurt too yeah Um, and devonta smith i don't know so i almost feel like you have to go with i don't know it's it's up to you we may, we have to ma- we may have to roster Dallas Goddard as our other tight end if we use Lamar. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, because I feel like I'm being a hypocrite by going against uh, what I'm saying. Because I'm saying I don't see the Eagles surviving past, um, you know, the the one week anyway after right. after beating the the Bucks. So I wouldn't even care in that regard. Um, again, it's it's one of those things too. We're like, oh, we, we got to take CMC, the fantasy MVP, and then like, oh, the NFL MVP. Like, no, 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 no we're I, gonna take the, the tight end. I think we're pretty sure that Allen will get two games out of. Sure, we're sure we'll get at least one game out of Lamar. 
but we're not even positive. We might not. And then Jalen Hurts, we think we'll get two games out. We think we'll get two games. We think they'll beat the Bucks, right? Yes. It's possible we only get one. But I, yeah, I mean, we're down. I, I yeah, I, I could see. So that's a good point. So if you, you might expect, get more games out of Hurts. Yeah. If, if the Ravens do blow it somehow. There's the potential for more games. <laughs> And then that would free, and then you would you could say that likely is the obviously right now playing better than Dallas Goddard. Um right now. So that's how we and then yeah, that's the that's the thing is what do we what do we do on the Eagles side if we don't have I think right. Hertz is clearly at least isn't a solid number two option for the Ravens, whereas I feel like Hertz is the you know, head and shoulders almost, but um yeah, I mean he did he he did score a lot of touchdowns and then he he could tush push his way to a lot of points for us. I, I just almost feels like last year's schedule. If we, I think what's bothering me about it is that it feels like I'm setting last year's playoff roster to do Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. It feels yeah. like 2023 instead of 2024. But maybe that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, do you do you have a, a lean or is it? Do you think is it beneficial to have this separate side of the bracket? And I mean, it also. I mean, it. I think it's beneficial to have the opportunity for the second side of the bracket mm-hmm. because it's possible we could have just picked the two playoff quarterbacks, the two Super Bowl quarterbacks. It is, there's a possibility of that, and we would have done it with quarterbacks that have more games. Yeah. That being said, Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. So hmm. like, hello. And he has obviously the potential for massive upside. He also has the potential, as we've mentioned before on the podcast, to do nothing. And they just run, run all the run time. Run the ball. The defense shuts everyone down. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's possible. Whereas like, I just don't see the Eagles winning games without Jalen Hurts being a factor. Right. Um, so I think I'm probably slightly leaning Hurts, but it's so slight yeah. because I just, like because like I said, it feels like last year instead of this year to do that. Yeah, I, I'm probably 51, 49. And like you said, too, you're at least you're if they we do project them to beat the Bucks, And if they do that, then at least you're getting two games, like you said, instead of just the, you know, the definite one game for Lamar Jackson, which I assume they'll play more, but you never know. Um, or even if you get two games from Lamar and they lose the second game, still the equal amount of games as Jalen Hurts. And I could see Jalen Hurts still outscoring them if it goes like that and separate side of the bracket. So the increased chances of a ball. I mean, yeah, it makes it does make sense. Plus, maybe thinking ahead of it, and and you know, people from EP, please close your ears. But maybe everyone is picking the Lamar Allen stack, and we can everyone's down on Hertz. Maybe that's our way to pivot. So just another thought there. So I, I am yeah. okay with Hertz. So if we're gonna do Hertz, so let's do this for now. We can always change this. We have sure, time. Sure. Um, I'm gonna therefore plug in Isaiah Likely. That's fine. That's what that solves two things. Now what we have left is a wide receiver. And two flexes. So who do we want from the Texans? Do we want Nico Collins? I jotted Nico down. Um, I'm hoping that if they only play one game, you know, he get, has a solid game. I know versus a very, very tough defense. But to me, it's like, I don't know what else to go outside of him or or Stroud or, you know, um, I, I, I don't even know. I think, for, I think yeah. we want Nico. And I think we probably want Mike Evans from the Bucks. I jotted him down right? too. Yeah, totally fine. Okay, so we got Mike Evans, and then so those are the only done. Th- those are the only names I jotted down for each of those teams. So I'm I'm so fine. This with is those. what we have left. We have a flex, a kicker, and a DST, and we have Pittsburgh, Green Bay left. Do you want to do Pittsburgh for Najee, or do you want to do kicker defense from there? Hmm. We have Green Bay, 
hard to target anyone on Green Bay. That we could do Aaron Jones. Yeah, he did have a, a nice game. Um, yeah, I like I like yeah, I I like I do. I mean, the the thing the Steelers is do we it's gonna be a Najee game or a Jalen Warren game. Yeah, I could I could go with Aaron Jones. For the flex instead of Najee. Yeah, not I mean, it's just been the hot hand. I just, you know, at least I at least Aaron Jones should be featured, so to speak, in that game. Whereas the Steelers I mean, may he's just had 20 or more carries and over 100 yards in three straight games. And Dallas has been beatable on the ground. Mm-hmm. But Jaden Reed, of course, would be the other option. But it's just a tougher matchup. So, right. You know. Aaron Jones over Najee. Yeah, I I think so. I think this okay. the Steelers committee is scaring me a little bit. Okay. And then also, if you think, uh, you know, I wonder, I, I wonder in game script too, if they're in a passing mode, the Steelers and that the win it maybe Warren's in there more anyway. Um, whereas I still feel like the Packers may be more of a shootout game where they could still run the ball later. Just trying to think ahead. Yeah, we've only got two spots left. We've got kicker and defense, and we've got Pittsburgh. Would you rather use their kicker or their defense? Hmm. And who were the team remissing? I know that's what I was just trying to figure out. It feels like the only team I have missing for me right now is the Steelers. So I'm, yeah, I'm me a, too. Huh. What did I do wrong here? So Ravens likely, 49ers, CMC, Cowboys, Lamb, Chiefs, Pacheco, Bills, Allen, Dolphins, Achen for now, if not Moster, if he's healthy, Eagles, Hurts, Bucks, Mike Evans, Texans, Nico Collins, um, Rams, I think we have Puka, Lions, we have Amon Ra, and then Browns, I think we believe we said Njoku. Is that the is that 13 out of 14 teams? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We have 12 teams and there's two spots left. We're missing somebody. Okay, let me put Pittsburgh in. What did we say? Pittsburgh defense? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's and then we're missing a kicker. Pittsburgh defense. Done. And I mean, there has to be an even number of teams. Who are we missing? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't think we're missing it. 11, 12, 13. I'm counting 13. We have to have 14. So who are we missing? So for the one seeds, it's CMC and the NFC side, likely Mm -hmm. on the AFC. The two Mm -hmm. seeds, Lamb and Josh Allen. The Rams. We never put Puka in here. Okay. Yeah. Puka or William. Okay. So we got to change Aaron Jones. Okay. Probably, right? Is that who you want to change or do you want because to change the, Evans? The last two would have to, unless you want to, is there a kicker or a defense that's better than the other one that we could? Well, I don't want to play the Rams I don't want to, defense. Yeah, I don't. And I don't, I'm not sure if I want to play Packers defense versus the Cowboys. Unless the Steelers defense, that makes, even though they're missing TJ Watt, but doesn't make sense if it's a lower scoring game or maybe Josh mm-hmm. Allen turnovers. Mm-hmm. Josh defense. Allen turnovers plus the lower scoring game. Okay. So the Steel, I'm all right with the Steelers defense. Steelers defense I like. Okay. And then that means we just need a kicker. So we have to swap out one team for a kicker. We have to, we have, we need a kicker and then we need to either switch out Aaron Jones or, you know, like do, if we want to play Puka, do you want to play Puka or do you want to play Kyron? Oh, um, I'm no, if you want Puka, I'm fine with Puka. Puka was I think one we of play the Puka. Yeah. And that a, just means we either drop Aaron Jones or Mike Evans, I think, or Nico Collins. And we could play that. We could play Kymie Fairbairn. Oh, yeah, because that's not a bad idea because of how good the Browns defense is. Yeah, uh-huh. let's okay. do that. Sorry, that's... Nico. We love you, but you're now Puka. There that's we it. Go. So Ravens, Isaiah likely he's tight end 49ers. Yep. 
Christian McCaffrey, Dallas Cowboys, CD Lamb, Packers, uh, Aaron Jones, Steelers are going with their defense, Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco, Bills, Josh Allen, Dolphins. It's going to be running back if Mostert's healthy, he gets it. But if not, Achan, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Bucks, Mike Evans, Texans, Fairbairn. Um, he's our kicker. Browns, uh, David Njoku, Rams, Puka Nakua, the record-breaking rookie, and Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, obviously with the injury to Sam Laporte. I, I like that team a lot. I think we have the ability to... We're zigging a little bit when people may zag. I wonder how many teams are picking Pacheco running back. Uh, yeah, we too. are lo- we are looking ahead. We're looking at the first game, but I think the first game does matter. Well, um, we know we're going to get the first game. The other games, we just don't know. We don't know the weather. We don't know the right. conditions. So I feel like you got to pick what you know. I wonder if there's going to be a lot of teams that have them, Mahomes or Kelsey, or even Rasheed Rice. I wonder if the Steelers, uh, you know, Dave's team may pick a running back. And, and that um, would be a good play probably for this yeah. week. And then uh, I'm sure a lot of Rams teams, some may have Cup, some may have Kyron, some may have Stafford. So I feel like the Rams have a lot of options there. Lions seeing kind of deal with Goff, Gibbs, Montgomery. Um, and I think a lot of teams are going to be taking Lamar on the Ravens. Um, and I still think yeah. there's a, a strong chance, too, that a lot of teams take Dak. So I'm really excited to see how we'll this see. The, the the spread in our in our league is, um, you know, with this. But again, like, you know, our first year we did this, I believe we were the runners up to uh, to team Toby and Brett for covering glory. Then last year we won. So uh, we basically have to be in the the championship, uh, at least be in the top two to make me Fingers feel uh, better about it. But I, I, as always, like, you know, I jot down these names and we have the same kind of line of thinking here. Um, if I put it, you know, two or three guys guys um so we're always kind of on the the same uh, wavelength and I, I like this team a lot okay everybody we'll be right back after this quick break so we don't have time to build our nfc team but that's okay we'll build it offline and what will the cool thing about the nfc team is we get to make substitutions each week so i'll tell you right now what i'm thinking strategy wise mm-hmm. we can i'll have you like pop in what you think sure you can build it and then I'll go back and like make notes and we can do it offline. But my my thoughts for that team are because you get multipliers, right? So mm-hmm. if a player you start in week one plays in week two, they get double the points in week two. If they make it to week three, they get triple the points. So for me, that means CeeDee Lamb is locked and loaded because right. on the chance that Dallas Cowboy goes through, I want to see... Or, you know, if you think it should be Dak, we could go that way too. Basically, all the debates we've already had, mm-hmm. the main people I want to try to lock and load are Amon Ra for, for the reasons I was talking about, simply because, you know, I think he's going to have a big week this week. Right. And then if Sam Laporta gets healthy, there's still room to add Laporta as we go. Because in that league, as your players get eliminated, you can substitute. They just go back to only getting single times points. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the, in week three, if it's their second week, they get double points. So there, there's a lot of smart ways. The one creative way, of course, is if we decide to use Brandon Aubrey. Maybe not this round because we have CD, but if if our kicker gets eliminated, if we use Fairbairn and right. the Texans get eliminated, maybe... Maybe instead of plugging in, you know, Tony Pollard or Brandon Cooks or even somebody from another team, Cooper Cup, we go and, you know, use a kicker. So there's more flexibility there, too. You don't have to roster a tight end at NFC, Mm, which does make things very interesting because rostering a tight end can make you different. And because there's a lot of teams in that differentiating yourself is important. So you have to think about it a little bit more like a DFS slate. We only are competing with four other podcasts here, right? Um, But in that, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of entries. 
So um, that's the way our strategy will go. And then each week we will talk about our replacements on the podcast and why we're picking our replacements and where we are with our points and do that. And that will be lots of fun. In the meantime, guys, be sure you're following us. Um, follow this feed, Waiver Wired's individual feed, so that hopefully we can be back for you every single season uh, for perpetuity. And also follow us on YouTube. And don't forget to follow our picks. So um, we had a great week, as we mentioned. Eddie and I both went 11 and 5 on our picks this week. And finishing the regular season in first place is Mark. Congratulations, Mark. Yep. And then following that is Toby. And then I finished in third place. And I think you're in fourth. Yeah, right? tie for tie for fourth. You're right. Top yeah. three, um, tie for fourth with Brett and uh, and Hench, and uh, so we're going to keep continuing through the postseason. And um, I am That's going to. It gets a lot harder for well, me. It, it does. It does. And then once uh, everyone sets their lineup, um, I will. I probably can go in there and probably screenshot it and make sure everyone sees the team. So oh, obviously, yeah. myself, Jen, Team Waiver Wire, Team Minus Three is Dave and Hench, Team Lemon Pepper, Mark and Martin, Team Covering Glory. Uh, I guess slash Trendy is Brett and. And, uh, and Toby and then uh, Sarah will be the EP team with a special guest uh, who will announce uh, potentially tomorrow on the extra points there. So I will have all those rosters up and everyone can pick what they like. And again, like we didn't have time to do the other team on the air, but you could pretty much gather from what we've talked about where we're leaning Hell there. Works. So um, we'll, we'll try to we'll, we'll definitely we'll update you on our roster on the uh, the next episode uh, of waiver wired. So keep a look at our social. We'll have all those teams. Cross up. Cross your fingers for us, guys, because, yeah. uh, you know, we want to win. It's it's fun for us. Mm -hmm. It's like our only bragging rights for the season. Got to have more competitions on this network, man. I know. I love it. And then if anyone <laughs> listened from extra points, we were just joking. That roster is yeah. not a roster. We're wink, literally going to go offline right now yeah. and um, switch things around. It's Kyrie yeah. Williams all the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with great news. May your playoff team win. And if they don't, may your fantasy playoff team win. We'll see you next week. Thank you.